Okay, I'm beginning. <laughs> oh, I bonked my mic. You bonked your mic. I just hit my teeth with my coffee. No. I think we're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> this is Social Cues. <laughs> This is Social Cues, where we go on a sometimes deep, always painful dive into the questions, why did I do that? Why did you do that? And what the fuck are we all doing anyway? I'm Mayor Fitzsimmons, off-the-clock therapist, featured extra in two evangelical Christian movies, and chronic overthinker. And I'm Nikki Palumbo. I only ever got cast as background as a bailiff. And that's kind of all you need to know about my energy. And we're here to explore, discuss, and overthink every single thing we've ever done, seen, said, dreamed, experienced in our bodies, etc. Astral projected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been weird on different planes of existence. <laughs> Who oh, hasn't? I, I read the, what's his name? Robert something. Oh, I'm so pained. I don't know that, Robert. <laughs> Well, a Robert wrote about astral projection, and I read that book in 2020. And then, you know, of course, in 2020, I was like, this will be my new hobby is learning how to astral project. But I would scare myself too much because part of it in the book is he's like, you have to get really calm and then imagine there's like a portal hole behind you and you have to be brave enough to turn around and look at the portal. And every time I tried, I was like, I'm too scared. (laughs) I don't want to look at a random portal. (laughs) <laughs> i barely like looking at doors in this dimension that aren't mine i'm like what if somebody's there i couldn't do it i could not look at it so oh my god you know didn't even get past the first step well other than that what's new <laughs> yeah can i just say i feel back in a real way because the last six weeks mm-hmm. including episodes we recorded i was on a new medication and can I just tell you, that went terribly. <laughs> we got to add a disclaimer to all of those episodes. <laughs> when I tell you, so, okay, first of all, I want to talk about this a little bit because I do want to destigmatize medication. I also think that Great. a lot of times people will say like, oh, I tried this new medication, but the side effects were awful, so I stopped it, but not giving a lot of context. And then people get sure. scared of like, oh, I don't want to try something. So I just want to talk through what this was like for me. So... I love this. I just want to <laughs> vocally say I support this. Okay, great. great I great, also great. love talking about medication, but mine are usually antibiotics. <laughs> okay, great. I'm a little sick kid. <laughs> I was a Victorian child in a previous life, oh and I think I died God. young. <laughs> I really think that is so true, and actually think that is breathtaking. I, mm. in a way that. I feel like in a past life, I just worked at like a baseball stadium and sold hot dogs. Like there's just like nothing. There's just no like culture behind me. I don't think. Yeah. (laughs) So for you to be a Victorian child. I see that as one of your past lives. Sure. Sure. Amazing. Anyway. Back to you. Back to me. (laughs) So I. Okay. Trying to give context to this, but I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 14, put on pretty much every ADHD medication you could think of, trying to find one that worked for me. And what happened every time is that like I would get very zombie-esque, right? And this is actually very common for people who have ADHD and also autism. I'm not saying that is the only time that can happen because that can be a side effect for these medications, but it just feels like (laughs) when I take ADHD medication... It does help with my ADHD symptoms, but it's almost like the back of house has to become the wait staff and there's like no customer service happening anymore. For sure. Just like flat affect. My smile doesn't go into my eyes. It's kind of haunting mm-hmm. in a way. It's like very... It's just like a Halloween mask. Yes. It's like, okay, those two features are not attached. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. And... I also like my ability to make connections and yes and essentially goes Mm. away because I'm just kind of there in a way that like in some ways is peaceful, but in other ways when you're doing a podcast, it's not helpful. (laughs) So you might have noticed. kind of walking through life. uh, Yeah. Dull. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The things were a little blurry. 
go back and wash the dishes why do i have to seat all of these tables <laughs> yeah. this isn't my gig it's really it's like yeah you can sit wherever you want i don't yeah. i don't know That's the not my restaurant I, yeah <laughs> i'm just kind of filling in yeah. um yeah it's literally like when <laughs> i worked at a tech startup and one of the like innovative ideas they had was people from other teams would do customer service to like mm. inform their jobs but you would have like sure. software engineers bless them love the skills they have so good at what they do so good at what they do mm-hmm. now doing a job they were not trained for nor should they have been right. and didn't go well let me just say didn't go well and that that's what it felt a, like for me. That happened at a startup I worked at. They were like, yeah, we want every team to kind of rotate through other teams. Right. Yep. Um, but we were a food startup. So that did mean you had like everybody in the kitchen at some point. <laughs> and I did cut myself really bad and of needed course. a stitch. Of course you um, did. And I was like, well, this is actually going to impede my ability to send really pithy emails back for <laughs> like customer service. Because this is my good writing index finger. Oh, this is also making me realize that I don't know if this is true for you, but I do think some of my social anxieties and the lying and the fawning come from customer service. Like, absolutely have to have been formed in the bowels of a call center. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is for sure. I think it's like, yeah, the two prongs of. Like mm-hmm. that formal training, but then also the other day I was talking to my mom on the phone because she's a little sick, and mm. I forgot that her natural voice is pretty low, like sure. mine. But I've heard her on the phone so many times and have like customer service interactions just at stores mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, I learned how to do hi from this. Oh yeah, method actress absolutely i was like who needed the lee strasberg institute i had luann palumbo doing yeah and this is how you're a nice lady yes uh, training. yes oh i remember so deeply you grow up and you hear your parents like script for how they talk mm-hmm. to people on the phone yeah um yeah i still I, do sometimes it when i'm falling my last asleep, name i was just gonna say that yes yeah. sometimes when i'm falling yeah. asleep i'll be like Fitzsimmons, F as in Frank, I as in Igloo. <laughs> I do this now when I make like appointments or whatever. I'm like P as in Peter, A L U M as in Mary, B as in boy, O. And I'm like, I think I should learn the real code. I know. I also need to do this. I feel like some of those choices are like not any less confusing than if you're like, did you say B or D? I'm like, totally. P as in doy. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I had to talk to a customer service person yesterday with health insurance. Health insurance is my enemy forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Bad. And two things that I loved about what she did. One was she would, anytime she had to like do something like either put me on hold or like had to type something in, she would say, okay, and I'm just going to type this in for a while. To say I'm going to go do this for a while yeah. <laughs> was really charming to me and it would always be like two seconds but the way she said it made it sound like we're in this for the whole day um so funny so i loved that and then also she had said she was giving me a a reference number and she said p as in papa and i (laughs) but i heard b as in baba and (laughs) i was like okay and then b as in baba and she was like papa and then i remembered baba was not really a word Yeah, but to babies, it is. The way I apologize. You would argue it's the first word you ever learned. (laughs) Thank you. It was familiar. Um, I think I apologized a total of 78 times in the course of a 22-minute phone call. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, okay, and I now will be apologizing for a while. Um, For a while. Buckle up. Hold for a while. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> to close out the loop very quickly, I oh, decided yeah. the medication was not for me. There were also I there was like some nausea stuff, some sleep stuff that was hard for me right. and But mostly you were like I was not I was the a artist shell. was not in. Yeah. Yes. And I think that, yeah. that is that is hard when especially with ADHD. Oh, the other thing too is that like my sensory issues got a lot worse because I think ADHD helps smooth that over because your brain can kind of not fixate on it as much. You're kind of just like, um, 
that's a lot. I'm going to bounce. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And that makes sense. So anyway, uh, I think it's hard to navigate between like, okay, do I want to tackle these ADHD symptoms or do I want to like feel like myself? And again, I also want to acknowledge that like that doesn't happen for everyone and every medication is different for everyone. And that was just my experience. But happy to be back. Happy to feel myself. (laughs) Happy to interrupt a lot. (laughs) The interruption thing is so funny because obviously Michael is like, oh, my God, (laughs) the interruptions back, baby. But when I listen to the podcast from when I was on the medication, you can just tell that I'm like 10 seconds, not even 10. I'm like four seconds behind. I'm a Uh little bit like... All right, let me let me uh let me get it let me get in here. Let me if let I me, could just scooch on in. <laughs> yes. If I could just is anybody sitting there? Yeah. <laughs> this on top of the fact that they were episodes where we had our two first guests, which were so fantastic and funny and lovely, but I yeah. was just sitting here being like, Wow, they're really saying great stuff. Couldn't possibly be involved in any way. <laughs> And from my perspective, that was not what was happening. But like, you know, your experience, obviously, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, yeah. inside the ship steering. Bearing, yes. You know, <laughs> you're like, I was definitely holding the wheel. Yes. Someone was driving. But that was yeah. also there was also a moment where I like dissociated and was like, I wasn't here for what I said. Like, just anyway, wild stuff. You so all saw it happen. The I real social get- cuties know. <laughs> I love that you got to, like, listen to the podcast as a fan. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, what are we saying here? (laughs) Never been here before. Yeah, never heard this. This is fresh information. Okay, so that's that's what's up with me. What is up with you? What's been going on? Um, I broke my thumb for Christmas, and I actually (laughs) think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. It is kind of cool to come back. It's cool to come back from winter break with an injury. I think I mean, that I, is cool. If I was 13, this would be the best thing that ever happened to me. Absolutely. You know, to like the social walk. clout. Absolutely. To, oh. Like only second to like a death in the family, which I think is a John yep. Mulaney bit, but something I think about all the time. That like, or walking in with McDonald's after going to a doctor's <laughs> appointment. Yeah. Huge. Big time. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I got to take my pills. Yeah. <laughs> I need a pretty hearty <laughs> carb in my stomach. Otherwise, I'll get ill. Yeah. <laughs> Nibbling at a, a chicken nugget. Well. Such a fragile bodied child. <laughs> As I'm like, I broke my thumb. Still a fragile bodied adult. Um, had never broken a bone before. My first. Is that true? That's huge. Yeah. So it feels weird to do it in my mid 30s when sure. I'm like, I think there are pretty bad implications now. Mm-hmm. They're a little my more bone brittle. density okay? Sure. What <laughs> so, happened? Do you want to tell the tale? Yeah, no. Uh, yes. I slammed it in a car door because I mm-mm. wasn't... My ADHD was activated in that I was, like, paying attention to oncoming traffic so I didn't get hit. Sure. It turns out I hit myself. No. Um, time <gasps> slowed down. It was crazy. Mm-mm. Like, I felt like I was in the door for 400 years. No. <laughs> I had so many thoughts. I was oh. like, wow, that really hurts. I hope uh-huh. he doesn't drive away. I should probably <gasps> open the door. Okay, let's do that. Wow, this really hurts. Oh, there's Sam. I hope he doesn't drive away. <laughs> oh my God. And he did. And you opened the door. I opened the door and I got out. Okay. As I'm like, no, I'm still attached to the car, but <laughs> I figured out how to make it work. This makes me ill for you. Yeah. No, I got like really shaky and sweaty almost immediately. I think the adrenaline just shot through my body. Oh my God. Did you go to the doctor? Not until I was back in Brave um, LA. Yeah, I did do this in Vegas because <laughs> yeah, what happens in Vegas eventually shows up on an x-ray <laughs> uh, is oh. what I can't stop saying. Oh my God. But yeah, I was like, I don't think, I don't think it's that bad classically like gaslighting myself about anything physical ever sure sure, um, sure. it blew up right away no <laughs> got very dark oh my um, god i that can is... stop talking about this because i'm sure if no. this hadn't happened to me i'd be queasy by now this okay that is fair but one thing i do <laughs> want to talk about is <laughs> going to the doctor and actually being hurt because first of all <laughs> i want to know if you're like this 
when I go to yeah. the doctor, I love to be the little darling. Like I love to go in and be like, <laughs> I love to be like, oh, I'm doing great. And it's yeah. like, they're like, why are you here? <laughs> if you're doing so great. I'm like, I'm doing fabulous. How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> the fight, flight, fawn particularly the fawn really kicks in yeah. for me at a doctor yeah. and so i love to be so low maintenance i love to mm -hmm. be like you know first of all they're like oh we have to wait for a room to open up and i'm like i don't need a room you know i'm just like so accommodating that's yeah. like why well i do I'm know like, why whenever it's you like get a, a chance. terrifying experience yeah um especially for someone who is not a cis male to go to the doctor mm -hmm. um but to know that you're going in and you're like i have to stand up for myself they're gonna bully bully me into something that maybe isn't right for me yep and i go i go in with experience. a plan and mm -hmm. then it instantly folds the minute i walk through the door i'm like you could do anything to me sure poke prod whatever i'm down for it i can dissociate <laughs> not a problem yeah the second somebody else says something that isn't on your like internal script you're like well we'll throw the whole thing out actually <laughs> yeah i don't know what i was thinking yeah tell me my weight <laughs> give me the numbers baby write yeah. them down i want to see them um <sighs> I think part of my complex with doctor's offices also is I had arthritis as a kid and mm -hmm. had to go to the children's hospital a lot. And they like I had to go often for them to kind of measure how it was all progressing. And when you go to the children's hospital when you're a kid, you feel like a fucking star. You're like everyone is so accommodating to you. They feel so bad for you. You are so like truly just like marshal of the parade i and love so, that this is like what being popular in high school probably feels like you know <laughs> why do you think i went to ligo and having cancer when i was seeing my social status falling i was like For i don't want to sure. get but now when i go to the doctor yeah i'm always like everyone loves that i'm here everyone's so excited that i've come to visit <laughs> mm -hmm. i got a my flu shot a couple yes. of weeks ago or whatever and the guy the phlebotomist sure um, whoa who, <laughs> incredible he took some blood and then also gave me the flu shot he said something and i laughed and he's like wow i made a comedian laugh and i was like it's not that hard and wow. i didn't mean that to be like anybody could have done it it just means i find the world funny still <laughs> and how delightful like, but good for you yeah you made me laugh yeah you said a funny thing my guy what did While he you say have, i don't remember he was taking <laughs> blood out of my body <laughs> I sure like, i probably would have laughed at anything just to be like i'm trying not to pay attention to what's happening in my arm can i tell you laughing great coping skill it really regulates things i mean terrible <laughs> when you are like in a fight with someone like really not a good sure. timing for that but the right. body wants to laugh let me tell you yeah laughing at somebody while you're in a fight becomes their villain origin Ooh, story yeah powerful they're like how dare you <laughs> i'm not a joke um, great no my feelings are real i'm really angry that you forgot i like i don't know i can't think of anything because i'm like i feel like i've never been in a fight and that's like my mm. the fawn of it all and i'm like whatever you want tell me what wait tell me so many more things about that what do you mean <laughs> um historically most relationships i've been in like my partner will say something along the lines of like, well, and then we're fighting about this. And I'm like, we're not fighting about anything. We disagree about this, but whatever you want. Yep. I resonate with this so hard because I have been both of these on both sides of this. Uh -huh. I think I have been very hypersensitive to conflict and that's usually mm -hmm. my go-to. So I do think everything is a fight if we're not in full agreement and everyone is holding hands. Got it. And also, I think that sometimes I will say things and not realize that I am like, I think I'm just like talking and I think it yeah. is perceived as harsh or directive or like conflict. And yeah, that's probably why I don't think we're ever in a fight. I'm like, I'm just saying how like what's up yes. from my perspective. Yes. And they're like, well, I disagree with that. And that's yes. all. <laughs> and the worst part is like that happens for me most when I have an opinion about something and I'm just like talking mm. it through but then it comes across as like very a very strong opinion, which also is not usually in accordance with like my usual vibe. I'm usually like, sure. whatever you think is great. Uh, right. So I think so it for is... you to have like a, a a hard position on something, uh -huh. yeah. dysregulating I'm sure for it's like the world, jarring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Shall we uh, mosey into our 
first segment. Our first segment is Why Did I Do That? Play Pink. Why do I do that? This is a segment where we break down the play-by-play of a truly regrettable incident in hopes of someday being able to sleep at night. A clearing of social sins, if you will. Mm. Mary, do you have a Why Did I Do That? I sadly do. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately unfortunately for you, fortunately for the pod, you do. Unfortunately, the longer I live, the more I have. So... This one's they really coming. do accumulate. They really. It's also, it's nice that we have this too. Can I just say? Because these types of things, they're like usually small enough that I wouldn't bring it up in therapy, right? Like they're not mm. like big potatoes enough, but they are things that I do need to speak out into the world and release from my body. Yeah. Otherwise really you helpful. think about them at like the worst, not the worst, but you're just like, why did that pop into my head? Yes. 3 a.m. thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay. So I went home for the holidays in the Midwest and uh, my family That's a lives- Hallmark movie if I've ever heard one. <laughs> home yeah. for the holidays, dot, dot, in- dot, in the Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> I hope everyone's picturing barn as snow falls. That is not what it looked like. Snow but- covered corn. <laughs> And they're like, ooh, elote. (laughs) No, not quite. (laughs) No. Uh, We're a little more casserole than cultured. Um, Okay, so my family lives in the suburbs. Everyone is wearing football home team garb. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. the costume for living there. You have to wear that. Chiefs, right? Yes. So like Taylor even Swift isn't a football, so now I am too. <laughs> I know we all <laughs> got problem. roped in. Like there was a game uh, while I was home, and multiple people in my family asked me, like, "Do you need to borrow some clothes for the game?" And I'm like, "We're watching it in our <laughs> living room. What do you mean?" Right. <laughs> I was like so confused. That's um, so funny. But I give that context to say that my family we like went to a little shoppy shop at one point that was cute and the person first of all i also want to say all of the people working all teenagers of course and also all seemingly queer teenagers unless that's cool. just the look of the midwest teen which could, could be, be true i could feel be like gen true. z is like really tricking us all i think so true it was like literally walking but, like highland yeah, park but, city over there good like, yes yeah don't, mm-hmm. don't play the part. Of course. Just be yourself. Instantly Everybody felt wear safe. wear the loose clothes that make you feel good. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But there was like a particularly cool person at the checkout. And uh-huh. I had been deprived of cool person <laughs> for a few days. Love my family. They're all cool in their own way. However, not the Malnourished same vibe. Malnourished. For Malnourished. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I had just that day gone to a thrift store and scored some amazing pieces, might I add. And I had this like double breasted blazer and this handkerchief actually and like some big pants and Doc Martens. <laughs> that was the look. Okay. And if you were into clowning, an incredible clowning costume. I think clowning is going to be a big part of my life this next year. <laughs> Uh, title of app <laughs> okay i have to pivot very quickly to i was at yeah. a party and i i know i just said that but like clowning i i don't have any relationship to yeah. at all aside from big pants and the person i was talking to is really into clowning because la and mm. i looked them in the eyes and said clowning is so raw <laughs> so seriously Okay, while we were in Vegas, we went to a Cirque show. It was like yes. the Beatles love. Yes. And we both said, wow, clowning is so raw as we were watching it and my thumb was throbbing. I can't believe it. I and I told like immediately as it came out of my mouth, I pulled out my phone to text you and tell you what mm-hmm. I had just said because I couldn't believe I earnestly said this. It, fawning, right? Like in order to like yeah. make the other person comfortable. Um, Classic. Yeah, and now it's just part of my vernacular. So anyway, clowning is so raw. I was wearing big pants. Clowning is a big part of my life this next year. (laughs) Um, And so the cashier was like, hey, cool outfit. Incredible. All Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I am soaring. I am... Once again, Marshal of the Grand Parade. I'm having the best (laughs) Back in the children's hospital. (laughs) So here's where it goes wrong. (laughs) 
You're like, if only I could have just cashed that out and walked away. I could have just said, thank you. I could have just said, thank you. Instead, I said, well, I had to get smooth on him. (laughs) And to you, what does that mean? Okay, we're going to make that happen this year, though. That's a phrase all of the kids are going to be saying. Skibbity who? I had to get smooth on them. I had to get smooth on them. <laughs> and instantly you could just see them get uncomfortable. Like they were like, oh, I thought this person could hang. And now I'm realizing they're a Midwest father with yeah. two toddlers. And they're going to the zoo this weekend. Get smooth on who? <laughs> the clothes (laughs) so i instantly turned bright red and took my little (laughs) greeting cards that i was buying (laughs) and waited outside for my family in Uh, 36 degree weather left 60 dollars in cash on the counter yeah (laughs) say forget that happened which is something i wish we could do if we could just like pay off a social debt yes to just be like Here's $100. I never said that. You never heard it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is the thing with magic. <laughs> Another perfect sentence. Um, okay. Harry Potter, bad. J.K. Rowling, bad. Boo. However, one other qualm I have that is just to a far lesser degree. Actually, more important. Scratch that. More important uh-huh. than the racism and turfiness and... <laughs> advocating for slavery um i would say a worse thing is why are they not using magic to smooth over social situations they're like let me open this little door i'm not supposed to go into and let me kind of make this spider be in pain and i'm like no let people forget yeah how annoying you are (laughs) isn't isn't that like a spell they do or like a potion you can have well nikki they're not doing it enough and that's That's my biggest note for jk rowling they're only doing it in the wizarding world and not in the one we live in. They're only doing it when it's like, oh, I want to be in two classes at once. It's like, no, I want to do okay, it when nerd. I... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's my big note. Okay, do you have a why? <laughs> do you have a why did I do that for this week? I, s- I simply had to get smooth on them. <laughs> now I'm going to be saying it all the time. <laughs> It feels good to say in a vacuum of space and time. As my friend always says, you got to get smooth on them. (laughs) Had to get smooth on them. (laughs) Do I have a why did I do that? Yeah, I was trying to think of one this morning. I've um, gone full cocoon mode since my injury. Sure. So it has really protected me from like a lot of social scenarios. Though, I guess heading back to the vault, um, (laughs) you ever have a thought where you're like, wow, I never thought I'd talk about this person on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But this is about me. So that's, I think, what makes it okay. Okay, Um, great. In a previous relationship, I, I historically don't know when the line where the line lays from like friends to flirting oh yeah it's Impossible. such like a subtle thing to like pick up mm-hmm. and i need somebody to tell me directly yes that things have changed um mm-hmm. so that's why i'm really grateful for sam at some point during our like warlike correspondence when i was like living with my parents in new jersey we're just voice noting back and forth and she at one point was like well i got into this for the flirting and i was like got it thank you i will update my files bless her (laughs) but in a previous relationship there was never really a discussion that like our friendship was turning flirty Mm -hmm. so i did remember this morning that at some point we were waiting for the train in New York with like a group of friends. I think we had just seen a movie and I don't remember how I did this, but I did somehow bring up my SAT score. (laughs) Okay. Neurodivergent behavior. (laughs) I was like, do you want to know what I'm worth? I can do good school. (laughs) 
Oh my god, the way I'm suppressing my ACT score is so bad because I want to play, but oh wait, that's, that's so not funny. what this is for. <laughs> I mean, we can. No, 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 no. I also took the LSAT twice for fun. Wow. Um, I just love a test. I explained to Sam in the airport for like 15 minutes what a logic game is on the LSAT, and she was like, I oh, think I just like no. don't care. And I was like, that's okay. I love them. <laughs> I think I just don't care is a beautiful social cue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I appreciate that. You could have said that earlier. Yeah. As I'm impa- like impassionedly talking about. So it's kind of like a word problem, but you get to like write out a little puzzle and then solve it. <laughs> the way I'm literally writing down, I think I just don't care because I do think that is powerful. <laughs> I can't wait to and, say that to a doctor so, at some point. <laughs> but it's so great, too, for we've talked about this when we yeah. are on a rant and mm-hmm. can't tell the other person is interested or not. Being able to Absolutely. be told, I think I just yeah. don't care. Great. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, I didn't take it personally at all. And I wouldn't have known. We were like in the airport. We were both wearing masks. I could only read ha- the top half of her face. Yeah. Didn't that see takes that her mouth lot. was probably disgusted um <laughs> or she was like you lost me at the math part um but yeah fully shared my sat score on the subway platform uh at 14th street incredible um and then Modern we ended romance. up riding the subway all the way we were both living in Harlem at the time separately. And I was like, oh, I can like walk you home and then started to walk her home. But then immediately was like, wait, do I have enough information to know that I should walk her home? Sure. Yes. What I was is like this signaling? I was like, if we're just friends, is that kind of weird? So we got to like <laughs> the cross streets uh, where my apartment, I could like make a left. So I did hard. I ran away. I was like, okay, um, I gotta go. And then just kind of like really at a clip ran home. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, not only why did I say my SAT score, but why did I run away instead of saying, hey, so like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real flight moment. I love this so much because I think this is so important when it comes to... <laughs> sapphic relationships there's just less of a script right like there's not absolutely and so every relationship you kind of have to navigate what's happening and Mm -hmm. what's going on and it's different every time i dated this girl who we were like the vibe was very much like her waiting on me to make a move like that was like definitely the vibe but like it was very clear it was flirtatious in nature and all of that but the way nikki that i all of a sudden kind of just started like embodying what can only be described as a cowboy (laughs) like i like had hands in my pockets very Uh. like kind of boot scooting around (laughs) just kind of like well (laughs) i imagine like a spittoon out of nowhere well i guess it's uh about time to get smooth on you wheat in your teeth from where <laughs> it was oh, just incredible shocking. i kind <laughs> of love that you were like um okay something gay broke back mountain yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah i just like the oh. i was like okay i know that the role i'm supposed to play right now i was also uh-huh. taller which is a power dynamic i think in, yeah so I was like, I have to embody some sense of masculinity in this moment. so funny. And literally, that was just what I channeled. It was shocking. (laughs) And like, thankfully, we both laughed about it. I was like, what am I doing? I was like tipping my hat. I was like, little lady. Like, (laughs) what? I just watched a Clint Eastwood movie. It got more (sighs) in than I thought. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, but you ran away. And then was yeah, there I ran a revisiting? Because, oh, yeah. We, like, then fully date. Like, I think I, like, texted to be like, hey, sorry about that. Or no, no, no. <laughs> I think she texted. She's like, so what was that about? Oh, I was like, great. I didn't know um, what was happening. So 
I chose the emergency exit. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, eventually rebounded and like fully dated for almost three years. But like, what a hilarious (laughs) beginning where I was like, I guess I could have listened to that more. (laughs) So anxious, I ran away. I can't be good. <laughs> oh, but like truly that is a we need more of a script for those moments, especially because so much of what was modeled was also cis men kissing cis women mm-hmm. in movies and the woman saying no and the man being like, "Ah, come on anyway, do it anyway." And we mm-hmm. just need better models for this of how we're handling yeah, this. For sure. I think like so much of the like sapphic media or like women loving women media like growing up was we can't be doing this so it's like it was all so forbidden and taboo Mm -hmm. that none of that was ever clear you know where it's just like I don't know if we should so Mm -hmm. of course my energy is like I don't know if we should (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) yeah so interesting or yeah or yeah, yeah yeah or it's like it would only happen if it was like this moment of intensity and burst of passion. And sure. like when you're dating, sometimes it's a slow build. Like sometimes you got to like yeah, for sure test it out and see. So, yeah, I think that we definitely need a little more of the like, can I kiss you? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, can I kiss you, little lady? That's like kind of the vibe that I was giving. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny uh i'm realizing that i've also maybe the answer too is when casper whispers to cat can i keep you because i think Mm -hmm. that feels important to say devon sawa still get it (laughs) sapphic icon honestly yeah absolutely he was the the blueprint yes him and leonardo dicaprio and titanic two of the best two of the greatest totally shall we scooch to that fucked me up (laughs) Let's do it. This kind of really blends in nicely because this segment is where we take a piece of media or even foundational memory, perhaps, that haunts us or informs our personhood to this day. Do you have one for today? I do. It's kind of like a combo of two pieces of media that I feel like really check the same box. Great. And it's the the combo of Captain Planet and the Power Rangers. Wow. They both fucked me up in similar ways where it was like, one, I thought I'd have like a set group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Three to four people. We would do missions or adventures together yes. to make the world a better place. And then All in matching outfits. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've said I do miss a uniform. Yes. I could get into latex. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I would consider it, especially if I could do like backflips. But yeah, I think like watching like children save the day mm-hmm. really has made me a very complacent adult. There is so and that much has here. fucked me up. This is huge first of all we need to talk about was there a power ranger that you wanted to be yeah the red one of course jason why the red one for you i think he he was like the all-american like boy i think he like his like non power ranger story was he was like the sports guy yeah and like dated the popular girl and i was like that one yep yep great like i was shopping for a personality in a catalog love it that's fantastic. Yeah. So. I it's so funny with my when I look back on gender and all of that through the lens of like religious trauma and not fully having words for what I was experiencing because oh. I also wanted to be the red Power Ranger. Yeah. But my logic for that was I remember like very clearly thinking I should want to be the pink one, but I don't mm-hmm. want to be the pink one. Mm-hmm. But a red one, a red one is still like the color of hearts on Valentine's Day. So that's still kind of girly. <laughs> oh so gosh, I the can mental be the roller red coaster one. loops. Yeah. Yes. This was also similar to the like <laughs> hiding queerness from myself in that in sync. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> when I was choosing which one was going to be my husband. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, well, Justin Timberlake is obviously like the really popular one, but he has his ear pierced and that's sinful. So mm-hmm. I'm going to choose Lance Bass. <laughs> but yes, the mental gymnastics of yeah. I'm supposed to like this thing, but I don't. So how can I make what I do like? Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I also had like the very like clear thought I should want to be one of the girls, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's um, real. One of my best friends in like kindergarten is also out now and we would play Power Rangers together and he often wanted to be the Yellow Ranger who I think was Trina. Uh, Yes. And then I would play as Jason. So that feels really safe. That feels really sweet. Yeah. That's really great. I love that. Kids should just be allowed to be. A hundred percent. They are through adulthood. (laughs) Yes. They really get you when you're like. 12 or 13 to be like hey you little freak yes you feeling weird (laughs) (laughs) i remember i my best friend growing up we would do a lot of like uh camelot play (laughs) no but go on (laughs) camelot and star wars and robin hood were like the worlds we like to exist in Um, but i would always be a prince always and then I remember the the specific moment in day when my friend's mom was like, you can't be the prince anymore. Like, you can't do that anymore. And the yeah. shame and all of that that ensued. And then that brought me into my 30s. So <laughs> you're whispering, well, but I want to be the prince. I want to be the prince. Who's we have to have a prince because it has to be a girl and a boy. So I don't Anyone really has been the prince? get what else you're wanting me to do. <laughs> right. It's like, well, okay, so you want us both to be princesses? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you say so. A very progressive household. <laughs> okay, but I love what you're uh, saying about children teaming up, saving the world. Yeah, I think it made me feel like the solution to most problems in the world were like more or less easily solvable if mm-hmm. only I had like the right crew. Mm-hmm. If only I could find my tribe, right? And it's yep. like, I do think that is true to an extent. You yes. like build community, you find community, like all change through mutual aid. But like, I think it just, for me specifically as someone who has struggled to like <laughs> make friends my whole life, yeah, because I thought I've, not because like I couldn't make friends, but because I thought, I don't know how to explain it. I make friends very easily, and then I'm just like, wait, I thought we were friends. Where did you go? <laughs> sure. Yes, yes So it's yes. like the fall off is real. Yes. And then I'm always confused, so I'm just like constantly searching for the other rings in my captain planet, Cabal. <laughs> yeah. I also, is... this is such like a, a side note, but we were all made to believe that heart was like the lame ring in <laughs> Captain Planet. Like nobody ever yes. wanted to be hard. And it's like, yes. that's the most important one, actually. That is the core that has to the be most there. important one. Absolutely. If you don't have passion or believe or feel like you can change things, then what's yes. the point of the other powers? I was just reading Bell Hooks, The Will to Change, and mm-hmm. she's talking about that the revolution has to be grounded in love, even when it comes yeah. to cis men and masculine. She's talking about like, we have to love men and we have to love masculine. It, she also like still kind of has some binary stuff when it comes to gender. So there is that. But sure. I will say you ha- the revolution has to be founded in love. The heart has to be there. Otherwise, what we are doing is still self-serving and will not be fully inclusive of everyone that deserves to be at the table. Well, I can't <laughs> believe she wrote Captain Planet. I know. <laughs> oh, I would love to but- watch that version yeah we need I mean, to revisit it, that i bet it had some really good lessons i remember the yeah there was one for a episode reboot. absolutely like, let's, let's get that rebooted <laughs> there was one i feel like the one magic school bus episode everyone remembers is going in through the belly button into the body mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like with captain planet episode for some reason the one i always remember is there was one about acid rain and i am still terrified of acid kind of like the john mulaney joke about quicksand acid rain for me that's where it was at i was like the inevitably yeah i will be caught in acid rain my skin will burn off of my bones because of a Mm. nuclear plant that i live by near at some point i mean not no (laughs) yeah truly (laughs) dark Um, this is a great, that fucked me up. And I think, first of all, I think that the longing for community, like that's also like Mm -hmm. such a like, I want to find my community. I want to find my community is such a real longing. And I think one of the things that's missing in that is the maintenance of that. Like it does take nurturing that it doesn't just happen. And Mm -hmm. 
that is hard and it takes time. And I think I just want to validate for myself and also people out there that like it is okay if that takes time. I think especially in my 20s, I was like, how could I ever find that? Like, it's so hard. And I do think you have to zoom out and remember that we're in it for the long game. And maybe... Part of it is these shows that are like, well, you're supposed to have that starting at age 12 and then it never changes. And I think right. you you have your friends for eight to 10 seasons. Yeah. And then you go off the air billionaires, <laughs> which I which I also think is true to a certain extent for people who don't ever move away or like haven't sure. moved. I think that it's easier to have a core group when you or like people that like stay where they went to college. I think that that is sometimes easier and it takes specifically I think it can take queer friendships longer to establish, especially if you move away from a hometown that is pretty conservative and i think just in general if you are someone who has moved away that just might take time but it's possible and keep up the hope (laughs) (laughs) wear your heart ring on your sleeve um yeah i mean i think about it all the time where it's just like all right how do you friendships for so long were Mm -hmm. and i guess still are like proximity based and you're like is that the best way to make friends Mm-hmm. just because you share a location right um yeah it's part of it right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> my my long distance friendships require a lot more scheduling yeah and um, are hard especially with like adhd to like keep up long distance friendships it's really hard yeah i did just see a tiktok and it was this woman talking about i think her like her neurodivergent younger brother and she was like he has so many friends And then I saw his phone and it's like automated reminders when like a set amount of time passes. There's like a reminder to be like, text so-and-so. Great. I need that. Make plans to hang out with so-and-so. And And it's like, this would have saved my, like how I'm like, yeah, then for some reason, like my friendships would just drop off. And it's like, yeah, probably because I forgot they existed because they weren't right in front of me. Yep. Yep. So I also. AI for friends. (laughs) Honestly, though, because I want to stay in contact with people and I do deeply care, but I am, it is one out of sight, out of mind. And then when I'm usually remembering, it's in this moment of transition from something where I'm like, okay, what do I need to do next? And then all of a sudden I have a list of like 20 things pop up in my mind of like, well, you have to Mm -hmm. switch over the laundry, do this thing, do this thing, text this person, whatever. And then usually the thing that's most immediate is what I do. So it's Mm -hmm. like I'm not thinking about it in a time when I'm calm and regulated and (laughs) wanting to communicate. It's usually when I'm frantically like, what are the a million things I have to do right now? And then that just continues for like six business days. And (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's terrible. We need away messages for texts. Oh, that's a great feature. Sometimes I just have the do not disturb on just so someone can see that and be like, it's going to be a while for them. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, I'm not in a place to be texting a lot. I'm new to the do not disturb game. And it's, I think, really helping. Um, But I have memories of like how many days it feels like I've spent just catching up with friends. And like knowing that it's like, well, once I text one person i'm gonna want to text everybody yeah i'm like i just don't have enough beans in we don't have yep to talk we don't have the spoons for it i know it's hard i also really struggle with catch-up conversations like Mm -hmm. i really love being able to have friendships where we just live life closely enough together that sure we can have experiences together i feel like that was a huge thing even in our friendship of like we now have experiences together that we get to share yeah. versus the like let's get a coffee and catch up let's get dinner right. and let's catch up and then you're what just did you do separate updates. what did you yeah. do separate yeah. yeah that like totally because it feels like it should be connective but it doesn't feel like intimacy because it's just mm-hmm. the laundry list of facts and not like mm-hmm. here's how I am and what I think and right. how does that bump up with you I'm giving you the spark notes of my life. Yes. You're not actually sharing it with me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect um, that fucked me up because my that fucked me up is so in line with this. It's so funny. Okay, I wish we, it's so funny how I feel like we're on such similar wavelengths with what we bring in. But mine was that the thing that fucked me up was my dad gave me a book when I was 13, literally mm-hmm. called How to Make Friends. <laughs> 
he drops it on your bed and he's like you're gonna need this yeah it was like he sat down with me and was like i think it's time you have this <laughs> oh my god and my I think- dad gave it to me his dad before yeah <laughs> We're a family of hard to make friends with. It's like all folded up like an old treasure map. Um, That's so funny. I, it like, and part of why I think it fucked me up is like, first of all, I think there's probably some really helpful information on it. But I remember the book, Mm -hmm. it was like a green color and there were tweens with their arms around each other on the cover of, you know, like kind of doing that thing where you um, kick your legs out in synchronicity. Do you know what I'm okay. talking about? Okay. Yeah. Like, mm, mm, mm. Anyway, the the Heim dance, <laughs> or no, the um, not Heim. Uh, don't they do it in Hocus Pocus? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's sinister when they do it, but yes, that yeah. is basically the vibe. Um, <laughs> okay. And I had such a strong like demand avoidance reaction. I can't believe reaction. I confused Hocus Pocus with, with Heim. Honestly, I'm not. <laughs> It's giving coven. I yeah, I get it. It's giving sisters. It's giving Any, sisters. It's anyway. giving coven. It's giving long hair that's a little unruly. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had such a demand avoidance reaction to it because I was just like, I don't need this. I'm actually really good at making friends and I'm actually going to be the best at making friends, which of course <laughs> is not the energy that you need to be going in. You don't want to be a competitive friend. <sighs> no. And like, of course... Anyway, I just I think that this is so in line with what you're talking about, which is this expectation around friendship. How does one do it? And also it like legitimately being a skill that is something you can work on and gain. But of course, I was not Mm -hmm. in the headspace for that as a tween, because also as a tween, you're like literally just like, I just want to be normal and fit in. Yeah. And you're literally showing me a physical representation of the fact that I'm not doing that so much so that my father noticed. Mm hmm terrible yeah where you're like oh this is proof that it's been difficult for me please don't like point this out yes not now i'm so fragile i know and like truly there is like something i feel very tender towards that moment too because i think of course there's like my dad trying to help and whatever but it like created this narrative for me that like oh I am someone that cannot make friends very well. And so therefore I have to try really hard, which then is the reinforcement loop that made people not really like me. (laughs) They're like, your energy is intense. Yeah. But I think one thing that I also want to say is people want to be friends. And I wish that I had known that growing up that like, people want that. Like people want to be friends. It is hard when you're neurodivergent because And specifically with difficulty reading social cues because, (laughs) like, it is harder for you, right? Like, it is harder Mm -hmm. to do that. And I want to acknowledge that experience and not just be like, oh, whatever, just get out there. Um, It is harder, but also I think it's helpful to remember that, like, people want to be thought of. People want to be cared for. People want to have experiences with other people. We are, like, a species that desires connection. So, like, Mm -hmm. yes, get out there and talk to the cashier and get smooth (laughs) on them. You gotta get smooth on your new friend. You gotta get smooth on them. Oh, man. I think it's time for a social cue card. Let's do it. Each person provides a situation, can be general or highly specific, it usually is, that we need a social cue card for. Like, what was I supposed to do here? How do I respond to something similar in the future? Mm -hmm. You know, a real service to the people. Yeah. Yeah. Scripting out our lives. Yes. Yeah. I do Do have have one. A need? I have a big need, and I think this is a general need. I think that this is something I hope is universal, (laughs) although now Mm -hmm. I'm afraid it's not. (laughs) When do you thank a waiter? (laughs) Because... (laughs) Can I give an impression of me when I am at a restaurant? Yeah, great. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a little water. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Okay. And then, and so on. A beautiful Oscar speech. (laughs) I, every little thing. Every little thing. The like. This is, (sighs) yeah. Often how often I thank Mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did Mm -hmm. a thing. Oh, you did a thing. You did a thing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Here's the sequence of events that I'm even imagining in this is. 
I order. I finish mm-hmm. my part. I say thank you. I give them the menu. They take it. I say thank you. They, <laughs> the other person orders. They take their menu. I say thank you for them, the other person. Okay. Then they're like, and let me get you some waters. I say thank you. I give them the glass. I say thank you. They pour into the glass. I say thank you as they're pouring. Thank you as they stop pouring. Put my glass back. They walk away. I say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So at what point in those steps mm-hmm. does one say thank you? <laughs> I think. And yeah, how many I, are normal? I could, yeah, I could see how that would be a, a superfluous amount of thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelmed by gratitude. <laughs> I think part um, of it is th- there is a discomfort I have with being served in general. Also having sure. done my own time in customer service, I totally. want I feel obligated to let them know I'm very grateful, but it's too much and it's making everyone annoyed, (laughs) myself included. Well, I do want to acknowledge, I think this is the good version of the problem to have. Sure. Saying thank you too much as opposed to not enough or not at all, which is also what I've witnessed some people, like that's how they exist when they're being served. And that deserves jail. Yes. To not acknowledge a human being that is go home and cook your own food then if you're not gonna literally say thank you and leave a tip Mm -hmm. like a little bit i hope there's glass in your food um (laughs) too much (laughs) not enough i don't know just perfect um yeah i think it's like i also suffer from like the tick of thank you yes uh but yeah i think it probably a, a quote unquote normal amount is thank you after you have ordered great and then thank you after glass has been full Great. of water, you know? Yes. yes. Any, anytime something has been placed in front of you or taken away from you, I think is... Love is this. Entry for thank you. Great. I'm processing. I'm also look. I'm like a, another... I'm like, is there cue? anything else we could be saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so true as well. And why for you. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> And what would you like? (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking is like when they're, this is tough though, because I might get this cue wrong too often, but like when they're about to leave the table, just being like a thank Mm -hmm. you, like as they're like, as a dismissal. (laughs) Uh But I think you're right. I think after ordering. (laughs) (laughs) See you soon. Uh, Hey, don't be a stranger. Well, it's nice to see you. Uh, yeah, I think a thank you after you order, a thank you when something has been placed is great. Yeah. But also, I again want to reiterate, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I, yes. It's just, it feels clunky. It feels like I am clunking up the wheels of the interaction by giving like, too many thank yous. And we're just going to do a thank you from the table. <laughs> A thank you for the table, please. And a thank you um, for the table. <laughs> yes. I think it's like too many stops and starts when I'm saying thank you. And, it, and here's the thing I don't like about it. This is why it bothers me so much is uh-huh. I think it feels like virtue signal. Like it feels like I'm trying to be the restaurant darling, just sure. like the doctor's office darling. Like it feels <laughs> like I'm trying to be like star student. And then that <laughs> feels like an imposition on the other person to like affirm me. And I can sure. feel that part of me doing that like it doesn't feel like it's coming from an actual grateful grounded place it feels like it's this like and i'm good please mama am i good <laughs> like it just i have feels... manners i was trained in etiquette yeah i yeah. look how good i am sure yes um well i look forward to our next shared meal <laughs> staring at you <laughs> holding up how many thank yous you're allowed great <laughs> you get three per interaction <laughs> It's like strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In baseball. I, yes. You or get like three a parent. per. Yeah. Yep. So use Great. them wisely. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to be perceived. Don't you dare waste one on someone touched your napkin, but it didn't actually do anything <laughs> to it. <laughs> thank- no, that was oh. thank you. You swung. <laughs> one thing I will say, just for anyone working out in the service. Okay, not for the actual waiters or front of house staff but like for the owners that are training their staff don't mm. have the waiter pull the chair out to be like here sit here like please sure. i don't like that don't tell me which chair to sit in <laughs> yeah. 
I often then just like stand next to them and wait for them to leave. I yes, I understand yeah. that they have been trained to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> right. When were you trained? The 1800s? Ugh. It's also I will say it also a lot of times is very like gender binary yeah. coded because it's always for, for sure. me, especially if I'm yeah. with a man. So like stop If you're going to pull out a chair, do it for the boys. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Okay, do so, you have a social cue card? I do. This is also kind of general. When do we stop saying Happy New Year? Great. Because I think I've really, in the past, let it ride for too How long? long. How long? What is your oh, inner I think clock? Into February. Wow. Um, because by then, it almost feels ironic to me that I'm doing it. Oh, and by the way, Happy New Year. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but we start before the new year usually you yes, know like the week right. after christmas mm-hmm. every interaction is basically like oh and have a happy new year mm-hmm. and then now every email is happy new year yep <laughs> and then the reason i'm emailing you yes yes um, yes yes so when are we supposed to stop this is wonderful everyone has a different internal clock for this i think which is why i started sure. with what yours is my mm-hmm. i'm a purist I delight in it on New Year's Day. I think that feels and then special. You're done. It yes, it feels like people are kind of opening their little windows like in Beauty and the Beast and great harking blessings upon uh-huh. the town. After the first I think that like truly on the third this year, I said it to a client and I felt like I had thrown up in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, no. No. Um, so I think onto the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the general average from what I can gather is January 12th is when we stop. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I the think it's fun. Average. Yeah. I think it's fun to, to drag it longer. I guess maybe the reason I do it for so long is it gives me something else to say to people. Sure. Like it feels like a, like, oh, I I do want you to be having a happy new year or something. Yes. Um, So then maybe also part of my ask for a cue card is like, what else can I be saying? What else can we all be saying? That's just like a little bit of like goodwill to be like, hi, I hope your day is not the worst. Yes. Well, this is, this is also speaking to a problem with our calendar in general, which is that too many holidays are clumped up in one spot. If we celebrated the solstices and were in touch with nature, we could Mm. be wishing good tidings year long. But I think there is something about (laughs) desiring this festivity to continue that is very human and very beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I laughed at the thought of me trying to say good tidings to someone (laughs) and not immediately be like, am I in the Oregon Trail? Like, what is happening? (laughs) scooped into a video game good tidings the next time you try to kiss a girl all of a sudden good tidings um i yeah i think you could absolutely make that part of you if you really wanted to good tidings yeah i think if i did it like pretty nonchalantly you know like almost no affect to it listen in 2023 we brought back me thanks I think in 2024, we can bring in good tidings. Great. I think that feels right. Who among us is brave enough? (laughs) Everyone report I'll try it. I'll try it. But yeah, I think I'm like, I like to test out like new ways to wish people goodbye after, you know, like I actually learned this one from a waiter in Austin. I forget we had breakfast somewhere and he was just like, hope you have the best day of your life as we were headed out. And I use that sometimes. Wow. But only when I really mean it. Yeah. Um, and there have well, been quite a few times. Well, it can come across as sarcastic in, yeah. if you're not in the right headspace. Right. Yeah, no, you really have to believe it to mm-hmm. deliver it with any kind of sincerity. <laughs> um, and then I've also, when people have like really helped me out or have just like been really nice to me, I'll say something like, I hope you find a million dollars today. Oh, I love that. That's really so, nice. It's like, you deserve it. That's you really took care of my ass so great i love i think that could also be a social cue card because that's a really sweet one i'll keep brainstorming my happy new year replacements (laughs) (laughs) great i hope you i hope you find a million dollars today oh i love it 
I have once said, I hope you are healed of all hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is also nice. And someone was like, I met a witch today. And yeah. So cool. <laughs> I feel lighter. <laughs> and then they did the Heim, Sarahs and Sisters out the door. <laughs> uh, perfect. <laughs> Or like, my hurt is I haven't talked to my two sisters in a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited. I think we did good work here today. I think so too. Should we get smooth on them with some words to live get by? Get smooth on them with some words to live by. Here's one thing I also want to say to all yeah. the social cuties out there. Send us some social oh, cue yeah. cards that you need. We should have said this up top. I don't know who's made it all the way through out of the 6,422 of you that listen. The the best cuties made it this far. The real cuties know yeah, that yeah. we need you to send us some social cue cards because we don't know what we're doing up here. Help us. <laughs> help. A, yeah. You need to help us is the thing. Um, <laughs> When's no, the last thing we, you did something for me? Okay. <laughs> Here I am, tap dancing and clowning around, being so raw, and you're not doing a thing for me. (laughs) Email me. The best case scenario for us and our social cue cards uh, is we can really only get through two a week (laughs) if we're just living them ourselves. Yeah. But if you help us, we could burn through them record pace. Oh, babes, I'm even thinking about special episodes that are just social cue cards that are from our adoring fans please truly i'm begging you (laughs) we're begging you to help us help you help us help you yes okay i just had to give that announcement all right we close i think it's perfect (laughs) we close every episode with words to live by this is an on-the-spot phrase to guide social situations moving forward would you like to go first or would you like me to go (laughs) i would like you to go Okay. (laughs) Count me in. These are Mare's words to live by in three, two, one. People want you. That's it. (laughs) I feel like I'm being hunted. (laughs) It did sound threatening. It came out harsh. It's, (laughs) It's giving public enemy number one. I'm on some kind of list. People want you. People want but you. That could just be because we started the fifth season of Fargo the other night, and that oh, show is great. intense but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm on edge. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's how I'm going to receive something like people want you. <laughs> okay. Um, these are Nikki's words to live by. The first of 2024 in three two one don't worry about it something will happen oh good good yeah okay oh i said looking at my desk hoping i could read the wood grain (laughs) (laughs) what is this (laughs) oh what does this piece of wood say new clairvoyance just dropped (laughs) don't worry about it something will happen something will happen all right See ya. Well, that's it. Bye. Bye.